millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Rosecast, the number one Bachelor recap podcast, hosted by a male and a racial best friend duo. AB, uh, starting to get upset with you personally for coming up with this idea for the GOAT series. It's sucking up a lot of my time. It's really put a burden on... (laughs) (laughs) Don't think I'm not noticing that. That burden. You can see it in the bags under my eyes. <laughs> Spend a lot of time. What? I think they know that it's a burden because they're doing it less now. They're spreading it out a what little bit. What is that about? I don't understand the reasoning behind I that. I think they're just. Sp- I think they're trying to own. I think they realize they have a chance to put out a new show up until Claire's season every week. They're bridging it they're, now. They're spacing it so they have enough episodes to reach all the way till hers, which is months away. I thought it was late September. Really? I don't know. What is time? <laughs> like Prince said, time is a trick. Yeah. You know, who knows? Time is a trick. I, I guess I'm not anticipating until like November. At the earliest. Well, you're referencing, of course, the fact that there's a two-week break from last episode. There's a two-week break before the next episode. I got to think they're just going to keep doing that. And yeah, Bridget, right, too. Yeah. And then the last one of the season will be Juan Pablo's, which bridges right into Claire's. Makes sense. Well, now that you've laid that out for them, yeah, that'll be perfect. what that happens. That's <laughs> but, ex- I mean, it's got to be. That's too obvious. That's too obvious. As you can tell, this weekend, I spent a lot of time watching Brad's seasons. And I'm a little worried that I've heard his voice so much, I'm going to start talking like him. I really am. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> Have you seen either of these seasons? No. Neither. Neither. No. These are way too okay. long ago. But so what what was the first season you said you watched maybe? Ashley. Emily's? Ashley's? Okay. Yeah. So the right after Brad's second season you got into it. Yes. I watched both season 11, 2007, 8 episodes, 40 minutes each, a breeze, season 15, 10 episodes, an hour 20 each. Okay, so that's a lot of that's content. That's a lot That's of content. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of Brad. <laughs> I hear you. What was interesting is Brad's first season and Brad's second season were only three years apart, but they were different eras of the show. Really? Brad's first season was like the old era. Brad's second season is like the new era, not just in structure, but like 
you know, quick eliminations. There's few one-on-one dates in his first season. Nobody's really there for fame. The second season, it's almost like it is now. Okay. In terms of why people are there. Five more contestants, way slower eliminations, more drama. So it was, even though they were very close together, it was it was two totally different. That's interesting. Thank you. A lot more where that's, that came from. Hopefully, <laughs> this is good. That's good information. <laughs> a lot more good. It's paying I actually off. put the. It is paying off. I hope so. I put the notes from when I watched the seasons in blue, so I can give them a little extra pizzazz. Yeah. <laughs> like here's what they didn't show. <laughs> What'd you think of the goat episode, though? Good or bad? Good. It made me. It, it. Here's the thing. If these are, if the purpose of these is to make me want to watch the seasons. They're doing their job because I want to watch the Brad seasons now. I'm not going to, but I want to. I hear okay? you. I can't recommend it. Really? Oh. Well, okay. no, I, I'm just saying that just because I'm fresh out of that. The other problem is I did it all like in two days yeah. rather than <laughs> the two weeks I was allowed on Brad. <laughs> I'm real soured. I'm real soured. <laughs> but continue. But yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it and I, it intrigued me to watch his seasons. I don't know that I got a grasp of how the seasons actually were and that's kind of been a complaint the whole time so but it's doing its job in the sense of it's it's making me want to watch them i suppose i was entertained by the the two seasons of brad that they showed it's interesting that you say you want to watch them now abc doesn't provide us an avenue to watch them as we all know so we have to go through unscrupulous means Mm -hmm. to get these uh and i think i figured out why they don't just have them all available there's a lot of stuff in the old seasons. They don't want people to see. They don't want people to see. No. And a lot of it, most of it, is their promotion of the show. Like, the way they promoted coming up in the next segment or coming up in the next episode is just like, you just wouldn't say some of those things sure. now. Uh, that, that could be. So, I don't know if they want people nitpicking all the little things from the old days. So And obviously, they didn't air any of that in the GOAT episodes. Anyway, let's get to Brad Womack's season. The infamous... Brad Womack. Chris kept referring to him in 2007 as the sexiest bachelor ever. He got, I think he got paid by the number of times. The whole first third of the first episode was just this guy's, and I, you know. Listen, can't argue. What do you want me to say? You, <laughs> you want disagree? me to argue? I'm not doing it. He's a real life cowboy, rugged cowboy. He's he's a cowboy in that he lives in Texas, but he's not a. I mean, he doesn't no, know anything he about. Doesn't. He's like us. <laughs> it's yeah, like he's calling fake, us farmers. He's a fake cowboy, like we're farmers. Exactly. Uh, they picked him out of. They plucked him out of thin air, like they did in the old. To that point, is that what they did? Okay, I was wondering that. Yeah, he was not on a season prior. This was season eleven. The prior ten bachelors, only Bob Guinea from Trista's first season of The Bachelorette. I'm basically Tony Reale at this point. <laughs> only Bob Guinea came from. <laughs> My life is being a stat boy for The Bachelor. <laughs> Only Bob Guinea came from a cast. All the, the other nine Bachelors prior, 10, including Brad, were picked out of thin air. Then they got into the rhythm of selecting, selecting people others. from prior yeah, seasons. Sure. And I think I've settled on lead should always be from outside the franchise. Agree or disagree? Unless you have a clear-cut person, an obvious choice, I think you should choose from outside of the franchise. Like Mike Johnson, for example. Now, would have been sometimes choice. there's just a person out there that 
you have to that just lights up the screen and you have to give the leading role now sometimes you don't and you have to reach for like ari it's like why don't you just yeah. find someone else or pete exactly why don't you just find someone else those situations completely fine with them going out of the i think it should be like 50 50 probably okay there, there's two good things i like about the older seasons where it's a lead from thin air nobody's angling to be the next lead mm-hmm. and there's a thin storyline a little bit in there that's maybe the contestant just in, isn't More interested in a lead yeah. yeah i like that i like that goes both ways possibility sure. it never really goes down that way but it's a possibility uh any notes from the night one footage they showed the slap uh, heard around the world with Jenny. That, oh, that was a real slap. That I was just, well, slowed down the video. You're talking about night one of the second season? Oh, excuse me. You're, See? You're, Whoa. You're seasons ahead of yourself here. I'm jumbled, baby. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All I have night one here, first season. Night one, girls are drooling over Brad. They couldn't wait to get out of that limo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a, he has movie star good looks, Rim. His smile yeah, like makes Brad me feel Pitt. a certain way. Yes. Period. One minor note, after the limo entrances and before the cocktail party, Chris comes over to Brad and he says, when the sun comes up, you're going to have some big decisions to make. And then at the rose ceremony, he straight up says, ladies, good morning. They didn't even pretend like it was nighttime and close the shades. They, <laughs> they just said it's morning now. <laughs> We've been here for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was, a, you know, it was an uneventful limo entrances, no gimmicks. People were more respectful of one another's time in those days, which changed dramatically for Brad's second season. I noticed the cast, at least what they showed us, was hilariously lacking diversity. Oh, my goodness. Hilarious amount. Of it really is comical. It was like an comical. SNL skit. Yeah. yeah. What was going on here? Was it legitimately zero? People there was any one, other? There was one black woman in season one. Okay, didn't show her, so I didn't see nope. her. Nope. And zero. Any other? Uh, races on the second time around <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah yeah so there was so there was 55 people contestants <laughs> <laughs> the numbers make you laugh it's so the numbers laughable are... it was a hilarious lack of diversity yeah. period That's, it was a, it was a hilarious it's, lack it stuck out to me only way to put it and although uh, the black woman i forgot her name because she went home on the night the first night so shame <laughs> it was it was one of those this is i mean you're probably right on why they don't just provide all the old seasons because stuff would get dug up that has was people have mentioned stuff like this in the past but it kind of is gone now but if you let people go back and watch your old stuff you're gonna have a, a laundry list of complaints yeah. back to your to your doorstep with there. the goat season they can they can just still show, they can obviously cut stuff out, but they can also show the stuff that wouldn't fly now in a different light. Yeah. Yep. They can put the facade up for mm-hmm. how the season went down. You can do whatever they want. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I would not, I've come to the conclusion that we should not hold our breaths for there to ever be the full on list. Disney Plus all the episodes. <laughs> it's just <laughs> never going to happen. They might be editing them right now to make them more palatable to the modern audience. <laughs> That's what but. I was gonna say is maybe they maybe they could cut them down, edit them, and and fix them. They're just really you. The, the, the first thing that though, has to go. 
Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't that. do anything about there's that. There's nothing you can do about that. The, the first thing that has to go is Chris's commercial bumpers, which most of them were like, you won't believe these crazy women going nuts and clawing the claws are out. Just stuff that wouldn't, a little bit archaic. That yeah. doesn't happen now. Yep. Uh, okay, the next segment, Jenny and Deanna, they already, they flew through his first season very, very quickly. Yeah, it was quick. Jenny and Deanna were the final two. Do you have any comments or questions about how he got there or either of them? Both of them seemed great. I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about them until I saw this. Was that is that the case? Were they both kind of? They were both great. Great, <laughs> seemed great. They were both great. He he made good choices ex- until the end, but he narrowed it down well. They were both great. Jenny, very fun. She's very fun. happy. Yeah, had a memorable laugh. She fell for him for real. She was the first to say. You know, I want to be the person you fall in love with. She's a Phoenix Suns dancer. Phoenix Suns dancer. That's right. Very early in the season, Brad did a good job of like, hey, would you be willing to move to Austin? They talked about stuff like that. She said, I'm a Suns dancer. If I make the team again, no, you know, we're going to have to do long distance (laughs) for a while. No, she said, we'll do long distance (laughs) for a while. She really liked the guy. Uh, She had the first real kiss with him on the second group date. Wow. Okay. There was a little bit of not here for the right reasons storyline with her. She had a modeling book that she brought and like the other women like rummaged through her stuff to find it. Mm-hmm. And were like, she's here for the right. But that nothing came of that. Okay. And then, yeah, that's it. Those are my notes on Jenny. Jenny was good. Diana, real spitfire. Okay. Talking fast, direct. If y'all don't like it, you know, y'all can go slip on a hot grease puddle. So stuff like that is what Deanna would say, for all I care. <laughs> Questions or comments on Deanna? No, she seemed great, too. I, great. I, I wonder if they're going to show her season. I don't think they are. I'm going to tell you what, that segues into um, a problem I have with the goats. It, they did a commercial for it, and it seemed like okay, all the commercials current, are BS. And it seemed like all current shit like within the last two years why would i need to see hannah brown season right now no they're just showing they're just showing things are they just showing things these aren't actually what's gonna happen right hopefully hopefully not they showed ari i don't need to see any of these that they showed me they're not gonna show them okay okay ali's is next time and then assuming juan pablo's is one of them it leads two other seasons they're just showing season. the commercial bumpers have footage from all the seasons (laughs) i don't understand what they were showing I don't understand it either. One of the commercials made me very concerned for the rest of the... Like, I'm not doing a recap. Oh, we're not recapping Hannah's. We're Hannah not Brown's recapping... Or Peter's no, no, season. No, no, it's no, not no, happening. No, no, no. It's not I happening. don't want to see those. They just happened <laughs> no. less than a year ago. Okay, Chris? We'll do a movie review that Just have me concerned. Hopefully you're like right, and that's not going to be no. what's showed. They didn't... Here's why I don't think they're going to show Deanna's. They did a Zoom call later... Chris did not mention that she was the bachelorette. At, no. At no point was Chris like, you became the bachelorette. Yeah. Which I think you should acknowledge. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's move forward. The proposal day. The infamous proposal day. He broke it off with Jenny. I think, we, neither of us watched at the time, I think Deanna was the heavy Vegas betting favorite. Okay? Okay. So he broke it off with Jenny. No shocker. He also broke it off with Diana, which was wow. uncharted territory, wow. as we know. What did you think of this footage? 
crazy. Now I got a question: was it, was there any you have any inkling that this was going to happen in when you were watching the actual season, or was this a complete shock? Did Brad mention anything in any cutscenes about not being sure if he's going to choose anybody or anything like that? Great question. No, if you if you know what's going to happen. You could read into yeah. his comments. He's saying like, "This is gonna be the hardest thing I've ever done," but that you, you know that doesn't have that mean moment, one thing yeah. or the other. Yeah. So I really think, and I'm sad I didn't get to watch it at the time. I really think this was just like I think it was spur of the moment from what I, I think saw. It was spur of the moment too. Yeah. He panicked. Well, the walking around where you have when you he have was nowhere panicked. when there's nowhere he, to go, the, the, he could not <laughs> breathe. You that I mean I don't. I don't have panic attacks, but I assume that is what a panic attack looks like with someone. I could see that. He, he seemed he was, like he was struggling to live in, yes. that, in that moment. He could not live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's understandable. What he was doing, what he was about to have to do <laughs> was something he knew was going to change his life forever. And I think... I don't think anyone knew that was coming. Apparently, there was a spoiler, as Chris revealed later, that Jenny won, yeah. and that was floating around. So, I don't think anyone knew what was about to happen. Um, Probably getting it wrong, per I, usual. Hey, don't say it, because I'm going to have to bleep it out, but I agree <laughs> with you, <laughs> per usual. When he gave the speech, it was all good. And then he had to stop and collect himself he, and the walk away. The weight of the world was on his shoulders, oh, and he could not get that weight <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Now, let, let's uh, do some context here, because he's the 11th Bachelor. Only four of the first 10 proposed to their final choice. So it is not as if... So he didn't have to. He didn't have to propose, necessarily. So six of the first 10 were just like... Can't Let's do just it. be boyfriend girlfriend. Can't do but, it. You know, but they continued the relationship, so there, that option was not an unprecedented. That would have been an normal thing for him to do, but he decided not to. Uh, and as Chris said, this made him quote the most hated man in America. Ab. Now, my question here is, I don't understand what people wanted him to do necessarily because he he had about i watched this, he had about equal he was feeling about the same for both of them so should he have gone through with a proposal this is more of like a it's not an, should he have gone through with a proposal if he kind of liked the same one equal or pursued a relationship with one or maybe his heart was do you know that's a poor way of asking it but what do you think the fat here's a couple things room a couple of thoughts on the topic number one the the hate for him obviously wasn't a rational hate from anyone that did it in the sense that when this show happens and you are down to the final two, it's team Jenny, it's team Deanna. So uh. when he chooses no one, 100% of the people are upset with him. 100%. Nobody's happy with his decision. Zero. Brilliant way to put so it, yeah, actually. he's the You're most right. hate man in America. No one's team Brad. No one's team Brad. Uh, no <laughs> no one's point. team Brad. No, absolutely no. not. Another thing. It makes you wonder if any of the stuff he's done that whole season has been tr like true because he mm. has these relationships with these people and he's saying how in love with them. You'd think he'd at least try to, you know, continue a relationship with at least one of them. Yeah. What's what's that hurt? So it makes you wonder if he even liked either of them 
ever. A totally fair to question everything he said or did up to that point. Watching the season, I was looking, knowing what was going to happen. I was looking for things that he said that could be like, wow, I can't believe you said that and then didn't pick her. There was one that apparently happened off camera when he told Deanna, you know, it's going to be you the night before or something like that. But I don't, he never said, I love you to either one. He never said, I'm falling for you. Again, back then it was the old, it was the old era. It was like five weeks, maybe four weeks. So really, oh, was that short? Yeah, it was even. It was really. It was okay. a compressed time frame. So, I think the the audience had been fed a steady diet of happy endings, and then they didn't get one. And it's like, well, forget this is the worst thing we've ever <laughs> seen on this show, right? But if you pull back and think about what what has happened since, which is worse? Telling neither of your finalists you love them and picking neither or telling both of them and then still picking one like Ben Higgins did. I mean, I would say this is even a better scenario than picking one and then breaking up within, you know, a sure. year. This is better. If you don't think it's there, then it's not there. Don't force Doing it. it for the camera. I agree. Saying. There's yeah. nothing, what he did. If you write that out, there's nothing wrong with what he did on on paper. I don't think it was that bad. That's how no, I'll characterize it. It wasn't not. that I bad. I agree. But it was the first bad thing that a bachelor did. And it was the, the audience. It's crazy. Was, it's crazy. People are people go into that, us included, me and you included, yeah. wanting <laughs> yeah. that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Demanding when, we, when they don't pick who we like, I'm out. I'm pissed. <laughs> um, I had to watch After the Final Rose, obviously. I wasn't going to not watch After the Final Rose no, this episode. No, you had to watch that. It had to be explosive. It was the crowd, as you would say, was bloodthirsty. I've never seen a crowd hate even more so than Pete. They hated big time booze when he came out. Oh, boy. Booze. Everything he said was followed with a heavy, like angry groan from the crowd. Just like nobody bought anything he said. It was was very entertaining. Here's a couple of notes that we found out from the the after the final rose he admits it wasn't right to pick out a ring that's probably the worst thing he did was pick out a ring and go on you know okay for, that was for the show chris said that he he had bought a ring were they buying rings no, at this no, no, moment no. or were they Please, okay no. just making sure no chris it wasn't said neil that. lane it wasn't neil lane yeah well that was that's kayfabe ab <laughs> that was <laughs> just, not- just i needed to make sure that he wasn't purchasing that ring no no, okay. it makes for a better story if yeah. you act like Brad spent 100 G's on a ring <laughs> yeah. or something, but that's not what happened. At Brad's request, now to be fair, the rings were much smaller in the nine. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, those they aren't. Were. That's not a 100 G ring. Yeah, they were continue. tasteful. You could say <laughs> yeah, they're they were tasteful, tasteful very tasteful. <laughs> At Brad's request, the show flew Deanna's Deanna's dad out so he could ask him. For her mm. hand in marriage. That's not great. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. not a okay. good look. And that was on camera? That was they revealed that? at the After the Final Rose. They didn't show that. Oh, okay. This is After the Final Rose Revelations. That's what this segment is. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't great. But Brad owned up to it. And then also... He thought he was going to pick her. I think that proves that. Yeah, that indicates that he made the decision towards the very, very end. Brad on After the Final Rose was given ample opportunity to explain his reasoning, of course. I think he did a decent job of it. One quote, he said, 
I, you know, he was feeling feelings for two women. So how could he move forward with just one, you know, disingenuous a little bit. That was a decent answer. But every answer he gave, not only was it lustily groaned, Chris would frame, especially when Jenny and Deanna came out individually as like, do you buy this? Like, do you believe this guy? He was definitely playing up the Brad's a scumbag role. And the biggest boo came when Brad goes, I swear to God above, I thought I was taking the high road. And they were like, no, (laughs) boo, boo, big groans, big groans. I just, it was great to watch. I just don't, I think if that happened now, there would be. No, it would be still, people would be mad, mad. Two good options like that. Great options. People wanting one of them to go home as you know as his wife they'd be mad bloodthirsty i'd be mad i'd be i'd come on the podcast the next day and i would be furious i would light him up okay okay just as the kids say keep that same energy for for others who make absurd I think what Peter did was worse. You could argue that what Ben did was worse. What Ben did to JoJo was worse. I think Ari was worse. I think there have been a lot of worse bachelors than Brad. I agree. Season one Brad. I agree. That's fine. I also think, a little thought experiment. Let's say a woman, the bachelorette, does this Uh and says, I don't don't love either of you. I can't be with either of you. I'm not going to pursue a relationship with either of you. I'm coming on the next day. You go. No, girl. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. <laughs> Send those two punks to the curb. Exactly. You don't the need those two punks. She stuck to her guns. She didn't get a good group of guys. That's what everyone would say. Now, obviously, Deanna and Jenny don't. That doesn't fit. That doesn't she fit. didn't get. A, yeah. He didn't get a good group. But I don't think this franchise would ever promote a bachelorette as the most hated woman in America. No, absolutely. Like yeah. they do with yeah. Brad. Now, to be fair. I don't know if I don't know why this is the case, but when it's a bachelorette, I generally end up at the end of the season thinking, okay, none of these guys are good enough for them. Sure. But when it's a bachelor, I think these girls are too good for him. So yeah. the fact that he didn't take either of those two, that makes it even that's that's part of the reason that I would be yeah. appalled by it. I don't, I don't know why we think. I mean, I don't know why I think that, but that's just I don't the know case. why it is, but that's how it is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to get, you know, I don't know, but I know that Jenny and Deanna were great. He could have been, he could have made a choice and been great either way, but I also don't think he's a worse guy. I hope I don't get killed for this. I don't think Brad Romack 1.0 is the worst bachelor ever that I've seen. I don't. Do you think, do you think in general people still don't like him? I don't know. And that's actually the mailbag question. I came away liking him a lot from these two seasons. I think he tried really hard. I think he was a polite, respectful, always considered other people's feelings until the end, I suppose. (laughs) I think I enjoyed him as a bachelor. He had a little aw shucks to him. (laughs) Aw shucks is exactly what it was. It was completely aw shucks. And he was always like checking on everybody. Like if somebody was uncomfortable, be like, you all right? He was always just (laughs) polite. You all right? You good? He also, this is a verbal tick that he had. Every time Brad said, made a statement, he would instantly confirm the statement. For example, Brad might say, boy, I really like AB. I really do. He'd always finish (laughs) with the second part. I was. I really do. I mean it. I'm serious. I really am. I truly feel that way. All those, always, always, always. He would say that. He really would. 
<laughs> okay. Jenny and Deanna segment. We're already going long. Do you have anything on that, AB? They're married, kids. Deanna was the lead. They didn't mention it. Uh, no, I was happy that Chris didn't bring out the kids that have nothing to do with the show or the, the husbands that had nothing to do with the show. I was proud of him for not doing that. No. Uh, I don't know if we should get like special music for this, but no uncomfortable, yeah, no, regrettable no d- Chris moments this episode. Yeah, not <laughs> nothing embarrassing. No embarrassing <laughs> questions that nobody needs the answer to asked by Chris. Anything on po- this next segment, which was the post Bachelor One Brad Beard Brad? No, 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 not the Zoom yet. The intro. They showed the intro to his season two. Oh, okay. They pulled out all the sympathy stops. Mm-hmm. That they made him, you know, ABC stopped just short of making him do the Cersei walk of shame, <laughs> taking his lumps. Yeah. Do you have anything on it that? It was cool to see him talk about going to therapy. It's, of course. Uh, I think that was probably a little before, when was this, 2011 or something like that? 2011. Probably before, so before it was, you know, you know, in vogue, if you want to yeah, say that. Exactly. Yeah. So it was cool seeing a big rugged man talking about therapy. Uh, that's good. Yeah. That's always good stuff to see. You love to see that. I imagine that was uh, different yeah. for 10 years that's ago. What I, that's what stood out to me. Now you want to talk about Beard Brad, the guy, fine wine. He's aging. Term, do you know how old he is? No. Take a guess. 50? I think he's 49 years really? old. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, looks, he looks good. Better than he's ever. aging well, yep. Anything on this segment with the Zoom? No, nothing there. The beard stood out, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I was taken aback by it, yeah. and I don't think we should have skipped it. It's an incredible beard. Second second season, night one. Three years have passed. Done a lot of soul searching. Now he's ready. Any comments on the night one segment? Chris tells him, don't screw this up, Brad, which is something you want to tell someone that has admitted <laughs> to having panic attacks. <laughs> Yeah, no pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. Don't screw this up. Uh, Chris also... Oh, go ahead. You wanted night one content? Sure. This is a good cast. Two of my favorite Bachelorettes ever strolled out of that limo. I No, I, I could I forgot. I, at one point, I knew Emily was, was a Brad deal, but I did not yep. know Ashley was. I did not know that. Uh, those two, two, two of the all-time sweethearts of this, this show... He lucked out with this cast. He had a good, it was, I think it was top heavy, the cast. It was (laughs) a little bit of 2011 Thunder (laughs) vibes. When you have two leads come out of a group. Two leads. That's no joke of a cast. Brad dated three bachelorettes. Do you understand that? That is, when you put it that way, (laughs) that's that's unbelievable. (laughs) And he broke up with all of them. I'm going to put what that on the ESPN Instagram stats post. That's an, a breathtaking, breathtaking stat. Three stats and info. Three bachelorettes Brad has dated, and he blew it with all of them. Wow. <laughs> three of the most adored bachelorettes yeah, also. Yep. What they didn't show, Chris and Brad had a backyard sit down, and Chris brought out, believe it or not, Jenny and Deanna. There? For the backyard sits down right before the limo entrances at Bachelor Mansion. Wow. Why didn't they show that? Well, because it was not an encouraging chat. Both of them were like, I don't think he's going to be able to he's do not it. Gonna be they ready. were both like yeah. sitting next to him. What's changed? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. And he's like, well, listen, I'm trying really hard. I went to therapy. They're like, well, well. Hope it worked. Show me state. Believe it when I see it. I don't <laughs> think he's going to do it. It was like, and then Chris spent most of the time like, can you believe we're giving this guy another shot? This loser. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. The first episode of the Brad's second season was just, they were promoting it like, I, we, the Bachelor franchise, can't believe we're doing this everyone hates this guy <laughs> now they sh- from what they showed on the goat season it seemed like brad really just stood in there in the line of fire oh. and took took heat from everybody yeah, literally he took a slap but then also <laughs> had sat down and had serious conversations with each of them like well what's different what's yeah. up brad and he had to sit there and take it he had to take it he took his lumps <laughs> face the music I think that was probably one of the criteria yeah. for him coming back was like, you're just going to have to suck it yeah. up and they're going to kill There's you gonna for be this, a whole but you have to take it. Where they're going to need answers. <laughs> and it was just one episode. It did not bleed into episode two. Everyone got their hits in. Literally, Jenny slapped him on behalf of everyone in America, she said. But that was... that she. Hey, listen, she didn't mean to slap him that hard. Can we all agree? She no. slapped him way too hard. Like... That would be a no-go for me. I would send her home immediately. No, on the challenge, the the security would security take you off the you're off. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're off. off. <laughs> um, I don't think she did. At the time, I was like, wow, she really- She really laid into I him. Bought it. I bought into it. I was like, wow, she doesn't like him type of thing. As time passed and it went on, obviously, she did like him. Yeah. And there's no way she meant to slap she him. Just like, no she just slapped him. It just was- when you don't slap a lot of people, probably the first time she's ever slapped someone, she slapped them too hard. Yes. <laughs> Period. That's what happened. She's probably never, never slapped, slapped somebody someone before. like that. Went Certainly for a slap, not in a pressure went way situation. too hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't, that's tough, because if you go too soft, it's like- You go too like, soft, it's lame. So you got to do it's it. lame. But if you go too hard, <laughs> like she did. <laughs> she went way too hard. Interestingly, Michelle Money was the only, there were a couple people who said- I didn't watch your season or I'm giving you a fresh slate. It was about 50-50 in that regard. Mm-hmm. Michelle Money was the only one who said, I liked your decision. I'm impressed with the courage that took. Uh, and Michelle Money would later become the, you're rubbing your head. You're doing the Birdman hand rub together. <laughs> Any particular reason? <laughs> really Michelle about Money. That. I've yeah. been hearing about here for ages. Yeah. Is there any reason? Because the goat season didn't make her seem like anything special of a villain. I was expecting I it was, way more stuff. I ha- Off the top of my head, I don't even have this written down. I got 15 pages of notes, and this is just off the dome, maybe. Okay. Michelle Money, I think, was the first of her kind, which is why she first has villain. a legendary. Okay. And Michelle Money also... I mean, her name is something you'll never incredible forget name. when you hear it. So well, that they, I think they just it. called her Michelle on the on the show. They, oh, it wasn't okay. Michelle Money. I would have... If my last name was Money, I would always Michelle be called Money. Money. Yeah. John Paul Jones. That's what you say the exactly. whole name. Yeah, exactly. She also had a very long arc. This is a a, a trait of the old days. Storylines lasted for six, seven episodes, as opposed to feuds popping up. Yeah, doing the whole arc in one episode, and then they're you know the person's gone or the feud's over. Michelle Money was throughout almost the whole she season. She had staying power. She had staying power. Wow. Yes. The other thing about Michelle Money is she was the villain, quote, but she didn't have feuds with the other women so much. Hmm. Very light here and there, but nothing. 
I don't think that crossed the line. She was just very, she was funny and her interviews to the camera, she said things like, oh, like she's here. She doesn't care. Like, you know, badass <laughs> yeah. Michelle money. It was good. She did talk a little behind the contestants backs with Brad, but nothing. Nothing too bad. I don't think it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, uh, personal. It was like, I think you should send them home. She's not right for you. There was a little bit of like hypnotism going on. Uh, <laughs> like Brad, do this, do this, yeah. Brad, send her home. Here's why I send her home. All this stuff. But overall, she was just, I just don't think there was anyone like her. Before her? Prior to that, A yeah. pioneer. She was a pioneer, okay. yes. But not, you know, not that bad by today's standards. People who go on there for the sole purpose of doing this and getting attention. But anyway, night one to wrap it up. By the end of the night, everyone was, you know, he took his lumps. They said what they needed to say, but they were all ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Action movie date was the next segment. I have no idea, but they played this date in its full, uncut entirety, and it was really an inconsequential date. So, well, it was awesome though. <laughs> it, oh my god, the intro! I don't understand why he's not an action star. It was a convincing beginning when he <laughs> smashes them out with the shovel or whatever. He can, he, he can do it. He's got the look. He's got the skills. He's got the acting chops. Okay, the torso. Yeah, the torso. He's got it all. <laughs> I just don't know why they played the whole on the, the whole date. I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they played the whole day. Because it's cool. It was a cool day. What's the problem? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. Okay, I'm just saying. As I watched 18 hours of Brad footage, didn't mean much that episode. Didn't mean much. Okay. Now there's a full Michelle Money segment. We already talked about her. I said what most of what I needed to say. Do you have any more notes on her? Anything from her Zoom segment update? It seemed like Brad was a little scared of her. She kind of pushed him around, did what she wanted around the show. But I didn't gain, I didn't, I didn't fully understand why Michelle Money was someone that I know about, even though she's, it's been this many years. Like, I hear about her still. I didn't gain that from the GOAT season, but I think you explained it. The only thing I think that might be, that might have crossed the line was one time Brad went on a one-on-one date. And then sent that person home. They saw the luggage. They were shocked. So Michelle Money went over to Brad's place. You know how the mm-hmm. villain moved. Yeah. Went over to Brad's place, you know, sat on his lap type of deal. Told him, you got to send so-so and ho home. I want, I want it to be me and you, blah, blah, blah. And then at the next cocktail party, everyone else had reason to believe Michelle Money did this. But she denied it. Or she, it was a lie by omission. And then eventually she came around and admitted she did it. That she went over to his house? Yeah. Oh, okay. She said, you guys know where he lives. You could have done the same thing. And then she also, this is the maybe line stepping. She said, I didn't talk about anybody else. Now, I got to tell you, she talked exclusively (laughs) about other people with Brad. Okay. (laughs) Exclusively. Named names. At one point, she had her fingers up, ticking people off and naming them as to who Brad should send home. So there was a little bit of that, but. All right, AB, you're going to do a lot of talking here. Ashley he- uh, Ebert. Mm-hmm. You got it. What What did you make? <laughs> I thought it was e- Herbert, Herbert or Hebert. No, 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 no. I thought it was Hebert this whole time. Uh, what did you make of this segment? She's great. She's she's okay. my <laughs> she's great. Nothing new there, Rim. What are you surprised that the, the best talk about the, one of the best bachelorettes the of all time was a sweetheart <laughs> on the show? Uh, what she wasn't they didn't uh, I don't know. 
What's she? I don't know. I got my notes here. If you want to hear, them. what'd she do? I, I I have some notes on her breakup. Go before that though. You can touch her breakup with Brad. Yeah. Ooh, that was a doozy. That was well. Two people not on the same page. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> was what that was. Seemed completely blindsided. We say that a lot, but she seemed legitimately blindsided. And then Brad was like. This is why I think of him as George Bush. He's like, "Hey, uh, what's 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 wrong, sweetheart? What's 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 going uh, did he on do here, a sweetheart?" Yeah, in there? <laughs> why oh. you acted like this? It's like, what do you mean? You just broke up. You just broke up with me. What they didn't show was Brad saying like five reasons why it's not going to work. Oh. And this was okay. So this was a in South Africa. They had great, great destinations. By the way, this is the final three. This is the rose ceremony for the final three. He pulls her aside before the oh, rose ceremony. this is ceremony. the final three. It's obvious what's going to happen. Because he Ashley. pulled her aside, There's, yeah. He pulled her aside. You're not getting a rose. You're not going to have a talk, and then you're not going to so get a rose So this wasn't a blindside at all. No. And then he listed off five th- reasons why they weren't, wow. they weren't on the same page. It wasn't going to work out. Their date a day or two before was Went. a terrible. Really? Ashley was very, she would only talk about the future in terms of Ashley. It was not us. It was just very, I think it was a little early for Ashley. She was young. She was, yeah, she was young. She was still in dental school. They were never going to work out. I, when I watched that breakup, I was like, how is this surprising to you? It, okay. Hey, they didn't show us enough on the go. There's nothing I can go off of there. What do you want me to do? I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. But yeah, I think Ashley was just a little... She wasn't in the right headspace for this to get married to Brad. That's fair. This is my take. I'll put it this way. I was surprised she was the next Bachelorette. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that would have offended you more that I said that, but... Uh... Yeah, you just don't know shit about Bachelorette <laughs> selection, so there's nothing. What do you want me to say? She's the, You're just wrong. She's right? one of You're the top straight. Bachelor. If you're making the Mount Rushmore, she's on the list of Bachelorettes. What else do you want me to say? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you what? Uh, what you and everyone has to understand is my mind is completely fried from watching this show. Okay. I would. I dare anyone to watch as much Brad Womack Bachelor have I watched <laughs> in the last seventy-two hours and not have some bad takes. All right, you can't do. I will that. say Ashley did seem she she seemed broken up about it. Was that did that come through correctly? She's yeah. crying instantly. Yep. And to her credit, when she got in the car, she said, "You know the awkward goodbye," and she was just like, "Okay, you know, time to go." It was very weird. When she was in the car, she was like, I handled that. You know, I wish I could have been more affectionate. With I forgot what she said, but she was just, I was so shocked that I didn't know what to do. Yeah, he was trying to, like, you know, she was doing the whole, what else do you want from me? That move, yeah. which I'm always cool with, by the way. But I think she, like you said, <laughs> she probably felt bad about yeah. it. Yeah. And also, keep in mind, Brad's broken up with... At this point, Brad's 52 women on the show, (laughs) and she has done zero, so he's more of a seasoned vet at doing it, but... He had to have so many breakup speeches. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) And he was A, and they were all pretty good. I gotta admit, he didn't have A plus bedside manner, but he had B bedside manner. I would argue, now I haven't seen the seasons, 
Let's hear it. He's an A-plus breakup artist in the sense that nobody, like, they're broken up about him breaking up with him, but they're none of them seem angry at him specifically. Nope. And that's probably down south, southern charm coming through, it's, but he, charmed he charms them. them he charms them. And they, they, like, they're mad about the the relationship ending, but they're not mad at him for doing it. They're just upset. I think you're spot on. No one ever, no one ever is mad at him from what I saw. I can't recall. There was one. He broke up with two women at a final. Okay. Those are usually, those usually end poorly. The final episode, you break up with the the two people think they're getting engaged that day. And both of those, they weren't mad at him. You're talking about Deanna and Jenny? Yes. Until oh, later, yeah, when they found yeah, out later, what happened. Mad. Mad, yeah. <laughs> but in the moment, they weren't mad at him. There was one, the last one-on-one prior to Hometowns was this woman named Britt. She had not been on a one-on-one yet. It was obvious mm-hmm. she was just getting the, pity is the wrong word, but it was obvious he wasn't going to go on a one-on-one and then t- for, the first, for the first time and then go to her yeah. hometown. It's just not going to happen. So she went into it with hope, but Brad broke up with her at dinner, like mid dinner. And it didn't really register at first what was happening. I think she was just like, well, give me a shot. He, you know, let's try this out. And he was like, no, no, for real. We got to go. But even, yeah. And then he had to, you know, she had to go off on like an emergency. They were on a boat in the middle of the ocean. So (laughs) she had to go off on a boat. I mean, it was a bad scenario, but. But I think even he handled that pretty well. I'm very concerned that people who watch these seasons and hate Brad Womack are going to think I'm either a lunatic or worse. I'm very worried (laughs) about that. But that's, hey, you'll get your chance to sound off in the mailbag. Anything on Ashley and JP, AB? Zoom call. No, I love those two. You know that. JP is an adorable guy. I got to admit. Yeah, he's great. You got to watch their season. (laughs) I'm going to. You know what I decided after this? I'm going to watch every episode at this point. I might as <laughs> well just watch deep. every season. I'm in too deep. I wonder if they're not doing Ashley in his season, though. I think they have to. You That's one of the great so. fairy tales. You would think so. It's the, it is. They did a full wedding. You could do a whole, you know, you could do the wedding part. You could do, there's a lot of stuff you could do there. But by bringing them on and doing all this and not having them be next, why would it not be next? It, it makes no sense. The, the order of everything that they're doing, I cannot agree with. You're telling me. I hate it. I hate <laughs> the GOAT episodes and the structure and how they're in the order in which they're doing. Anyway, we have to take a quick break. It's absurd how long we've gone. We will wrap it up very quickly <laughs> after this, I promise. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. 
Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. All right, Chantal, A.B., Chantal, C-H-A-N-T-A-L. Do you understand me? I got you. This is she's one of the final two. Chantel went home after the hometowns. Here's my notes on Chantal. They were great in the beginning. She really, really liked him, really fell for him hard, fell for him fast. She was the first to tell him, I'm I'm falling in love with you. I love you. It was a double banger. That was with maybe 10 people left. So it was early. Eventually, she got way too big for her britches. The, when it was down to the three and then two, she was more or less demanding that Brad choose her. She was totally convinced that it was her, it, more so than anyone I've seen. Any questions or comments on the Chantal segment? No. Brad said at one point, this is a girl I could hang out with every single day for the rest of my life. That seemed like it should have been over at that point. What else are you looking for? I don't, well, I have a theory on that, but yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you really liked both of them. I have a theory that's an Emily-related theory, but anything else on Chantal? No. No, I don't think so. Right. I'd like to get into Emily. Emily. Emily wow. Maynard. Was she number one on your Bachelorette power rankings you did a while ago? No, I think Ashley was. Mm. I don't know. It was Emily. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> it, it sure could have been. Hey, could have been. What do you got on the Emily segment? You can't make a, a a sadder story than the one she had Ugh. to tell Brad. And I didn't realize she didn't – she wasn't, you know, upfront with it that she had a kid, that she, you know, was married and the person died. I mean, that is heavy. Fiance, but still. Oh, it's just yeah. fiance. Okay. Same, same difference. Either way. Sure. Yeah. Heavy stuff. She did not tell him until the nighttime portion of their one-on-one date. And told him the whole story. So he did not know, obviously, her fiance's story or that she had a daughter yeah. who was five at the time. So she told him in one fell swoop. And it really is. Every time you hear her tell the story on the show, it's just like, man, un- God damn. unimaginable yeah. thing to go through. Crazy. And she just it, she just has to keep telling it on TV over and over again to different groups of people, to Brad, mm-hmm. to you know the people she lives with in the house, to Brad's family. The when she met Brad's family, it was a little strange that Brad didn't give the family a just heads, a heads up. up. Yeah, <laughs> so he didn't give them a heads uh, up. That's too bad. Um, but yeah, one of the the you know untouchable tragic backstory I think in this franchise. Absolutely. Uh, Brad calls her quote the quintessential Southern Belle. Can't argue. Can't argue because Emily, it's like she was created in a lab to be that. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? The the Southern, the real proper lady, mm-hmm. reserved, but firm and respectful. Like really just, you could not be more stereotypical Southern Belle yep. than Emily Maynard. And I think that's why Brad fell for her early and locked on to her. You're saying that's what he was looking for? I think he was just like, wow, this is it. This is the dream. Emily Maynard is the dream. So I think he locked onto her and really didn't. It was pretty obvious. 
I knew how this ended, but I was still stunned these two didn't end up together. Yeah. The way this, uh, they're <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> crazy. The when they get, when Emily brought Ricky out to meet him, and they did that hometown, Emily's hometown, or I assume that's what that was, is her hometown. Yeah, it was in Charlotte. Yep, got misty eyed rimmed. That was beautiful stuff. Beautiful. He was great with Ricky. Wow, great, great. Those two were great together. They made a great family. I could not believe watching that <laughs> that it ended up how it did without those two. Being in love forever. The Ricky hometown was amazing. It took Incredible. a while to warm up to Brad a little bit, but... He won her over. He won her over for sure. Uh, a note from that hometown. They put Emily or they put Ricky to bed, and then, you know, it's almost time to leave. Down on the couch, mm-hmm. kids sleeping upstairs. Brad, gentleman to a fault said like i can't kiss you because you know i'm i'm nervous to, i'm hesitant to kiss you because you know your daughter's upstairs sleeping that's just sure. uh, you know and emily was like that's so sweet but like come on dude if we do this she's always going to be sleeping upstairs yeah. you know I mean? there's not a scenario where she's not going to yeah. be sleeping upstairs so brad was so nervous about disrespecting emily that he he didn't kiss her until they were walking out and emily like pulled him in wow. and kissed him. So that's where they were Beautiful. at. It was it was something. It was I got more notes on what they didn't show and a lot of notes on after the final rose, but any other questions, comments about Emily's Emily and Brad? No. They seem like a match made in heaven. Okay. Uh for what they didn't show. Yeah, I want to hear about the breakup. What happened? Do you like when I do this, A.B., or is it taking up, it's chewing, it's obviously chewing up too much time. No, There's like no it. debate there. Okay. Here's what they didn't show. Throughout the season, Brad did a over-the-top, extra special stuff for Emily that made it obvious to everyone else that she was number one. It, he, it wasn't fair the way he treated <laughs> okay. Emily compared to everyone <laughs> okay. else. Okay. They had a group date, and this is bad. Emily's husband, Ricky Hendrick, was a race car driver. Mm-hmm. They had a group date at a racetrack in Las Vegas, a NASCAR track, which just happened to be where her fiance's career ended due to a crash. And then he transitioned into like an executive role. So a very sentimental place for Emily uh-huh. that they that the producers took her on a date. Okay, I see what you're saying so she, here. So she was struggling with that a lot, having a hard time. They they drove the car. It was an awesome day. Did they talk that. about it on the date? She Brad noticed that she was having a hard time. They talked about it. He spent almost the entire group date with Emily, so that ruffled some feathers. And then after that, the nighttime portion, he took her aside right away. People were getting mad. He gave her the rose on the group date. Mm-hmm. He told her when he gave her the rose away from everyone else, I'm falling for you. There were 11 people left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was just very clear. I think Brad was very, you might have picked up on this. He was very, very nervous around Emily. I think she was on a total pedestal for him and he was never confident yeah. that he deserved her or that he could just be himself around her. And I think that was contributed to their downfall. Look at his proposal. I mean, I've never seen someone more nervous in my entire life than he was when yeah. he was proposing. And that's something to be nervous about. But he was more nervous than, than anyone. And he was like that around her all the time to the point where their dates were awkward because he couldn't find the word. He was just so in <laughs> awe of her. Um <laughs> 
Another note, the week before hometowns, they're in Anguilla, or in, I think that's how you pronounce it, a Caribbean island. Emily, you know, they're on a one-on-one date and Brad's like, what's your hometown going to be like? And Emily doesn't want to talk about it. She's reluctant because she doesn't want to talk about what that might entail as far as Brad meeting her daughter. That's not a step she wanted to cross right then. So Brad, Brad said, I'm breaking the rules. I don't care. The next rose ceremony, I'm giving you a rose. We're going to your hometown, period. He said that on a date. Wow. Brad really wanted to meet her daughter. Uh And that's another reason. If he wasn't sure... He wouldn't have been so gung-ho about pressuring her for that. So anything else on Emily? That's crazy. We'll get to the, after the final. Yeah, it was, it was wild stuff. When he said, when he said, let me protect you and your beautiful daughter. I mean, that, it doesn't get any more beautiful than that, Rim. The whole, the, the engagement was what we watch for. It was textbook. It was. It was beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Loved it. South Africa, perfect, perfect day, setting, golden hour. Perfect setting. We'll skip all the Chantel stuff and talk about that. Uh, after the she accepted the proposal, they played Train, Marry Me over the finale montage. I almost cried. I knew what was <laughs> happening to them while this aired, and I still was like, wow, this is glorious. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I know what happened, and I was yeah. still stunned to find out at the end of this episode that they didn't make it. Yeah. This is the most beautiful moment of the. I, you know, we don't overstate things, Rim, but that was the most no, beautiful moment of the of the entire franchise. Okay, I say that confidently. Did you hear any any waver? In- no, I was okay. staring at you and I thought, <laughs> "Is he lying?" No, and, uh, no. I can confirm that you're not. No, <laughs> did I waver at all from that statement? No, it's the most beautiful moment of the series. Okay, yeah, sad how it ended up. Unbelievable, they didn't make it. Yeah, unbelievable. Anything on the Emily Zoom? We're we're marching quickly to rims after the final rose notes. So anything on the <laughs> Emily Zoom? It comes off great per usual. One of my favorites. Yep. Uh, annoying that she had to go get the four kids that we don't. I <laughs> I was happy to see Ricky. I know Ricky. I know Ricky. <laughs> I needed to see how she's doing. That was good to see. Yeah. She was on the show before. That was good. Bring her out. Yeah. We didn't need. We don't need everyone else. It's too chaotic for one. It gives me PTSD to my own life for two, <laughs> and we don't know those people. We don't need Chris. We don't need all the families there if they have nothing how to do with do the series. Have, how often do you have all three of your children gathered around with your wife on one one couch? Never. Yeah, I didn't think so. It's too much chaos. It's too much. It's too much. Uh, yeah, Brad Zoom. Emily's doing well. She's people doing great. forget Emily is our age, so she was yeah. twenty four yeah. when that happened. She's doing great. Uh, Chris asked Brad to do a third season of The Bachelor, and I was in, all in for that. I would watch that. I would love. I would that. absolutely watch that. And then they brought out. He brought out his new girlfriend. Uh, they seem in love. Uh, it's good to see. You sound disappointed. It's disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I, the thought of a third Brad season sounds great. He's fifty-year-old uh, bachelor. They're doing that senior bachelor show. I don't know what the age minimum is, but <laughs> anyway, uh, notes from after the final rose. Laid on me. This was a weird after the final rose. Emily was not wearing her engagement ring. Mm. It was publicly known that they had broken up on. They'd basically been on and off. Very contentious. If I wrote a note during while I was watching this, they were both sitting out there. Emily would say some things. You could kind of tell that Brad had to like. 
he was bursting with anger and he had to like, <laughs> bottle it up. I was like, whoa, Brad's got a temper. Then they went to break and they came back and Emily said straight up, Brad's got a little bit of a temper. So I was like, oh, good diagnosis by me. A secret temper. Wow. And Brad acknowledged that. I think, listen, Brad worked on himself. All right. Say what you want about yeah. the guy. He acknowledged a lot of his faults and made efforts to change this more than we can say about most people. Working through things that he realized were he didn't like about himself. Good Absolutely. To see. Uh Chris asked both of them individually. <laughs> with anger. He was he was just like just just you could see it. He was just like man. <laughs> um they talked about how hard it was for them after filming while the show was airing. Why? Okay. Listen to this. This might make you change this might change the way you think about Emily right now. Oh. Apparently every Monday they're not living together. It's not going not to with by the way, other. but go ahead. I didn't think it would. I just say stuff. That's a teaser. It'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently on Monday nights, Emily would watch the show and get upset at the things Brad said to the other people on the show. Okay. So she would call him and they would have it out every, every Monday week. So they had every, they said this openly. So they would, they had this like Th- tension. Sounds toxic. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> and they'd have this tension like, why did you say that to her? I thought you only loved me. Emily said, he told me, you know, he was, he loved me early. So why did he say any of these other things to these other women? Wow. You can't, I mean, that's a tough thing to survive. Yeah. If, like the basis of your relationship, your One engagement, of the people thinks it's a lie. One of the people thinks it's a lie and it's like all bad memories for one of them. So that was a, that was a very interesting thing. I think that might've been the contributing, the main factor to why they broke up. That's not fair of Emily. We all know that he's on a show. That's not how it works. I'm sure after she did her season, she would, she got, she it. figured it out. And even, I'm, I think I saw an article when I was looking for headlines of the week, uh, about how she takes some of the, bl- most of the blame for their breakup or whatever. If, if, if that's what it has to do with. I mean, it seems like she understands that wasn't fair. And again, I don't think most people on the show back then were really understood the spotlight. That was like the advent of the blogosphere and a lot of internet attention and random people with keyboards and podcasts for that matter, say what they want. And I don't think people were ready for that. Um, Emily wasn't wearing a ring on the show on the after the final rose. Chris asked her about that. It was apparently getting resized. And in the end, Brad gave her the resized ring and it was a sweet moment, but oh, okay. it was clear, you know, the fairy tale was, yeah, over. there were some problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it seems this happens with every couple. They come on after the final rose, if they're still together and they say it's really hard and it makes you think, shouldn't the show put them in a better position to succeed so they don't have to be away from each other for four months after filming stops or something like that. You know, there's just no need for it. Push the end of filming closer to the end of the show so they don't have to be without each other and go through this absurd burden to keep their relationship a secret for so long. Yeah. I think they could do a better job of putting them in a better place to succeed, AB. That's my opinion. Yeah. It, it, they're, they're in a tough situation for like half a year almost where their relationship yeah. is a secret and like financially – they can't really share with anybody. I'm guessing they tell their families, but that's about it. Um, and then and then it's revealed and you have to go do Good Morning America yeah, you, and generally do all this then promo. Then it's like the complete opposite. You're together out in the spotlight for months after that. 
It's tough. Hey, it's tough. No one tough. said it's easy, it's Rim. Tough. <laughs> no, nobody said that. <laughs> nobody said that. All right, do you want to do your headline of the week? Uh, two things we didn't that was that wasn't addressed on the show. We talked about the fact that it was the the two widest. You, I'm not sure you could have two wider seasons. Wider seasons than this. <laughs> you tried. You can't. Um, I don't. I don't know if Brad, you know, we don't know if Brad was like, I only date white. We don't know that. Okay. So I'm not going to blame him for that. It's the production of the show. You know, the, that's who I'll put the blame I on. I always, for no reason, no, inf- based off nothing, absolutely nothing, thought that the Bachelor and Bachelorette had a choice of what type of people they'd like to date. That was based off nothing. That was something I believed for a very long time. Wow. <laughs> okay. Hey, may, hey, maybe they have some say. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think they. I think they know what they're. I think the production is ninety five percent of it. Yeah. I think I. I don't know. Could you imagine answering that question? Someone was like, "What race do you like to date?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how would you even? How would you say? How would you answer? How would you respond to that? I don't know. That's. I would. I would be very uncomfortable with that. <laughs> Well, let's see. You want me to do power White, rankings please. and races? I'm not going to do that, Mike Fleiss. This is, a, this is crazy. Get me out of here. So I don't know. I don't know how much say the lead has. It was not discussed. I'll put it there. It was not discussed on the show. I'll put it that way. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, Brad was 38 years old, I think the second time around, maybe 39 when it aired. Most The women on his second season were younger than they were on his first season. All right. <laughs> Right. I hear you. There's probably six or seven 30 plus women on the first season. The embarrassing cast two. list is what <laughs> just getting more embarrassing now. <laughs> yeah. So Okay. Um let's go to your headline of the week. If you have one. Uh, yeah, I got two. One informational, one funny. Uh this is from okay. Bustle.com. This is like when you're taking a class picture, it's like yeah, all right, do the funny one, do the sad one, do the silly pick. <laughs> do the silly one, stick your tongue out. <laughs> Matt James Bachelor season could de- debut right on schedule it's planning to uh begin filming in uh it's gonna film start filming in late september and they're planning to start it early january right on time they're tri- so we're looking around. to get back on track of the normal bachelor uh timeline Ugh. for a year that would be a godsend that would yeah. be an absolute godsend here's from cosmopolitan this one's uh, <laughs> My eyes almost popped out of my head when I read this. I was so confused why this was a headline. It's okay, but when will ABC cast Wills Reed as the Bachelor lead? It's like, what are you, what are you talking Come about? On. What are they talking Come about? On. Why is that an article? That can't be a real Wills article. Reed. This is from 23 hours ago. It's not like no, this come on. no, it had to like be updated. Ago. No, it had to be updated. No, did you read the article? It can't of course, I didn't read the in article. Modern context. <laughs> okay, it can't be true. ABC should cast Wills Reed as a Bachelor lead, July 20th, 2020. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't. Make he sucked sense. on Paradise. <laughs> he had a chance to stand out. That would be. And I like Wills. I like Wills I like a lot. Wills. I like Wills <laughs> a lot. Wills a lead needs to be a certain, has a certain amount of charisma. The, you have to be able to carry the franchise, okay? Yeah, and Mike was the one. Yeah. M- Mike was the one. Yep. Mike was the one. All right, uh, the mailbag. Once again, we forgot to ask a question. That is all we do now is forget to ask mailbag <laughs> questions. I do want to say, if we ever forget to ask a question, or even if we remember, the mailbag is open at all times for dissenting opinions, okay? If we say something stupid, 
usually me, that you don't agree with, mailbag's open. The mailbag's open. It's always open. Let us know. We get it. Not all the takes are good. We got to, you know, watching the show from a certain perspective. We might miss some stuff. Mailbag's open. 773-234-7794. All right. This week's question, however, I want to know from people who watched the first season of Brad what you thought about him then and if that changed over the course of the second season or if it's changed since. Give me your Brad takes because I don't have the context. All I know is that they call him the most hated man in America. That seemed a little harsh to me. So I want to know what people thought at the time. Send it in. 773-234-7794. Anything else, AB? I got a couple other things and then we'll be done. I thought you said there's mailbag. Is there nothing in the mailbag? There's nothing. I didn't ask a question. There's nothing in the mailbag. Oh, okay. That's what you're... I have a mailbag question. You should text in anyways. Okay, gotcha. I'm with you. Uh, no, nothing, nothing. Okay. Congrats to Johnny Bananas, I suppose. I have that written down. That was actually your last question. (laughs) Where do you rank Johnny Bananas' latest challenge win among the great individual sports accomplishments (laughs) of all time? Johnny Bananas is basically, I would compare him to Jim Thorpe, someone who's great at all sports. Uh, (laughs) What do you think, AB? Uh, this... It, it goes up right up there with LeBron coming back from 3-1. Right. It's right there. I don't I even agree. know which <laughs> one's better. I don't know. Okay. What was what was the block, the chase down block moment of the bananas? Oh, when he slapped the, the thing. Oh, he that slapped, was exa- it's the exact same Duh. moment. Yeah. What do you mean? When he, wow, when he jumped in the snow, I would say it's more <laughs> difficult than what LeBron did. LeBron wouldn't have been able to reach He'd that. already like... <laughs> trekked through 13 miles of snow okay wow wow incredible i thought the foot i thought the season was great what a great season finale b plus b i think yeah, it was a, there were episodes a, that i liked better than the finale it was but a bad finale um now i we could do a whole podcast on yeah, no. uh on stuff with the challenge Maybe we but, will one day yeah um no, it was a great season. I really liked it. I looked forward to the challenge every Wednesday almost as much as I looked forward to holy moly every <laughs> Thursday. Now, here's talk about a segue. Talk about a segue. I don't think I've talked to you about holy yes, moly. Yes, you have. Have I? Yes. Okay. On a week and a half show. ago, Chris Harrison. Have I? Yeah. Wow. Season no one, one of holy moly. holy moly gospel. It's holy moly season I, one. Oh, it's so much better this season. Okay. Oh, it's so much better. A week and a half ago, Chris Harrison was on Holy Moly, on a Bachelor-themed Holy Moly. It was good. Contestants? Like, Bachelor family contestants? It was It was like tongue-in-cheek, as everything with Holy Moly is. Like, the, they're all singles. You know, the winners move on, but also they might find a love. So it was all new people? Yeah, it wasn't Bachelor contestants okay. at all. It was regular people. That's what Holy Moly is, regular people. I got something to say about that coming up. Chris Harrison was pretty good on it. I love Holy Moly, okay? And we get it, Rim. You like Holy Moly. Someone at ABC listens to the show. That's a fact. Whoever it is needs to get in contact with me so that I can be on Holy Moly season three. That has to happen. <laughs> Either that or Alex and I will do the- Get us both on. Why can't I? Why are you, why are you going on by yourself? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one-man competition, one-man, one-woman competition. It's a We're sing- competing There's no- against each other. Oh, well, I'd love to compete against you. Oh, boy. I'd wipe the floor with you. <laughs> Fact. 
Mostly because I've seen every episode and I know the holes. I study the holes. <laughs> I know when you have to go through the windmill. That needs to happen. Okay? That's all we're asking. If you're going to take AB's ideas... Let Raymond on Holy Moly. That's fair. Let both of us on Holy <laughs> yeah. Moly. That's a fair exchange. That is very I think fair. that's a fair exchange. We will keep providing you with content and ideas, ideas to better your product. You just let us on Holy Moly, period. Period. Anything else, AB? No, I got nothing. There's a 35% off merch sale starting tomorrow. Ooh. Go to RimandAB.com and tap the merch tab and the header. 35% off. I wouldn't mind if a couple more reviews while we're, <laughs> while we're uh, yeah, telling people to do stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I love reading those. Uh, social media at Rosecast Podcast. Uh, haven't been really doing much on there because the GOAT episodes stink. The suck, and there's yeah. no other way to. What do you want me to do? Tweet it. Tweet it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't finish the possibility of what I might do. But, you know, we appreciate follows anyway. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.